Welcome in to another edition of the Stingers Up Sacramento State Hornets football podcast. I'm Jason Ross. So glad you're here with us. And we appreciate each and every one of you checking in each week here as we're trying to grow this back up again and get people talking and thinking and relating about Sacramento State Hornet football. And uh, since our last podcast, no game has happened. Uh, the Hornets coming off a bye week, and hopefully that bye week will produce uh, a, be a productive situation for the Sacramento State Hornets because they had to get a few guys healthy. I mean, the Hornets had to work on a few things to get some guys healthy, specifically offensively. Uh, Marshall Martin missed the last game at Idaho State, so getting him back certainly will be a big part of what the Hornets try to do offensively. There's a few other guys that had a few injuries defensively that are expected to be back as well. So I think that's encouraging as the Hornets are back at home Saturday against Southern Utah. A couple other things I hope the Hornets did in kind of a self-evaluation time when you have the bye week, not only getting players healthy, a couple things that have hit the Hornets this year, penalties. That's not been a trademark of... Troy Taylor and his time at Sacramento State, but a few too many penalties, I think, consistently each week is something hopefully the Hornets can look at and try to shore up. They also uh, have had kickoff coverage issues the past two games. And, you know, kick returns happen maybe once a year, maybe once every two years, but to have two kickoff returns against you in back-to-back weeks, it's not good. And both of those were, were relatively untouched at Cal and at Idaho State. So I'm sure that was a point of emphasis in the bye week because a lot of the special teams unit has been good. I mean, if you think about um, the kicking of Kyle Sinkowski, he's produced a lot of points for the Hornets. And the last time the Hornets played, he had three second half field goals, helping them win and getting the big sky special teams player of the week. Sam Clark has punted well. So, and coverages on punts, I think have been good. It's for the most part, those two blunders on kick coverage that hopefully the Hornets can see what went wrong, see what kind of adjustments they can make as, uh, as they go forward there. Uh, kind of looking at the big sky while the Hornets didn't play, you always keep your eye on the scoreboard, right? See what else is going on around you. Well, Eastern Washington had that epic showdown with Montana, and Eastern prevailed. So when you look at the standings, you see Eastern with a 2-0 mark and beating Montana already. You have Montana State also 2-0. And then UC Davis has had a couple of comebacks the last two weeks, beating Weber and beating Idaho to stay undefeated overall in 2-0 in conference play. So you've got Eastern, Davis, and Montana State all at 2-0. The only other undefeated team in conference is actually Sacramento State. Now, they've only played one. That game they won in Idaho State two weeks ago. So they're 1-0. The only other time this team has started 2-0 in conference, you have to go back to 2013. Of course, they didn't make the playoffs then in that year. And in 2019 the year that they won the conference and went 7-1, and one, started out 2-0, and oh, and I think that's that's certainly encouraging. Also, the bye week. Can What other things can Troy Taylor and the offense and Andy Thompson and the defense work up to get themselves better, feeling good about what they've got going, uh, going forward? The Hornets have won three of their last four games when coming off a bye, including the last time it happened, of course, this is the 2019 season because they didn't play in the spring or in 2020, and that one was impressive. Eastern was ranked 22nd at the time. And the Hornets beat them big time, 48-27. So we'll see if the bye week has produced some good things for Sacramento State. Now, we're going to do something a little different today. I'd like to check in with some of the players as well. When we can, we get an opportunity. So today in our conversation here on our Stingers Up podcast, I caught up with senior middle linebacker Marcus Hawkins. And we talked about all sorts of things. He had a pretty eventful childhood, a very sports-oriented family. You're going to hear about that, about his NFL teams, about his time here at uh, Sacramento State and uh, goals that he still has in his final season to go. So 
Uh, let's let's hear from Marcus Hawkins. Getting a chance to spend some time with linebacker Marcus Hawkins. Marcus, uh, I'm, where I'm going to start with first is it seems like every week when I see you play, you're leaving the game at some point because of the finger. I see it's taped up. Let's start with a health report. What's going on with the finger? Oh, I'm feeling a lot better from the bye week, especially having some time to rest it. Um, shoot, coming in this week, feel probably the best since the beginning of the season. So does it just continually pop out? Like, what's going on? I don't, honestly, I don't even know. I just tape it up, play it, and like I said, it feels a lot better this week. Um, so I should be on the field the whole time. All right, so let's go back and learn a little bit more about you. From what I understand, it's a family of, of athletes. So have you just been playing sports since you can remember? Oh, yeah, growing up. Uh, all my brothers, sisters, we all played growing up. It was uh, always fun Saturdays. We'd be at the field from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every weekend. Um yeah, we all play sports. We love it. What sport? I mean, are we talking soccer, baseball, football? Like, what are you guys playing? Oh, shoot, starting. So, from four to seven, I played strictly soccer. And then that's when I ended up finding – oh, and, and baseball. I've always played baseball from when I was younger. Um, and then I ended up playing football when I got around eight years old. And then ever since, it was always football and baseball. And then that was about it. What, what about football? What drew you in? Because I know you've been offense. You were running back before. You've been linebacker. Like, what's, what is it about the sport of football that – this is why you love I think I, I think I just love the process of it everything that happens that comes with it um, of course playing in front of people and all that but like just the brotherhood you build and everything just some it's so much similar to a family mm-hmm. like with my brother and such and I just I I love the joy it brings to my family when they watch me play how about family competition is it is it supportive is there rivalries how does that go when you have that many people that are probably good and playing oh uh, I mean we're all, we're all supportive of each other uh, what's actually funny is when uh, our, all of our NFL teams are different. So there's oh, five really? boys, and every single one has different teams. How did that now? So tell me about that and how and why are you have five teams. Uh, just, I mean, my parents, they didn't, like, make us like one team growing up. So it was kind of free. And, like like I said, when I was little, I was over here playing Madden in, like, 2003 with Donovan McNabb. So that's why I love the Eagles. And all my brothers, they got they got there on their own paths. They got the Saints. They got the Vikings, Niners. Yeah, right, right, literally everywhere. Wow. And you're still an Eagles fan? Oh, yeah, I love yeah. the Eagles. Let's take you to – so you make it through high school. You go to JC. And what, what brought you – why was Sacramento State the right choice for you? Uh, great coaching staff. Um it was funny, my my recruiting with Sac State was fast, but I had a, a great relationship with Plemons, who was a D-line coach at that time, and he was our recruiter. So I would always keep in contact with them. And um, pretty much Juco, I told him if they were able to, like, give me a scholarship and just get rocking, I would choose because I wanted to stay home and play close to my family. And then new coaching staff came in, and we, we got it done. So And, I, and the, like I said, the coaching staff's amazing. They're really good. I always wonder about the recruiting process because, you know, each school probably has different perks and why. So – you said the coaching staff, but what what else did they sell you on? I mean, the campus is beautiful. The at the time, the Hornets had been kind of up and down. So, what was really the the final draw to get you here? Well, you know, just looking at Sac State, they've always had a lot of talent and such. Um, but just specifically with this coaching staff coming in, Coach Taylor, Coach Thompson, and everybody, it was a really well, like, really good group. So I was like, they could turn stuff around, and we could turn stuff around fast. Yeah. And I was, I was, I mean, I bought into being one of the first people they recruited. So I, I mean, I take joy in yeah. doing that. I want to go back to the 2019 season, a dream season, really, for you guys. What you guys were able to do, win the first conference title for the school, go to the playoffs. As you think back on that year, what was, uh, what was it like, really, from start to finish on a, on quite a run? I mean, we came out the gate, uh, played with Southern Utah. I mean, Southern Oregon. 
um, beat them up pretty good. And then we got we got two good tests, mm-hmm. Division One, Fresno State and um, ASU. Um, I think just playing those games, we got a good grasp of, like, where we were. Like, we knew we were going to be a good team, but, like, after playing with those teams, we're like, oh, we can, like, we're a really good team. And then coming in, it was back-to-back against top teams. Uh, was it Montana State, Eastern, Montana? And we're just knocking them down one by one. I mean, your confidence just keeps growing. Um, but like you said, it was like a dream season. But, I mean, we, we kind of expected that. And we, we expect the same thing this year. I mean, we got to, got off to, I mean, people say a slow start. But it's just, we're, we're ready to go. It's, yeah. big, it's big sky football now. Yeah, still a long way to go. I'm thinking back, too, on that season. You talked earlier about playing it against big crowds. So when you've now had, what, Cal, uh, ASU, Fresno State. like what? And you competed in all those games. Oh, yeah. What were those nights like for you, for the team? You said confidence builders earlier, but did that kind of play out that way? I mean, it's just a it's a it's a fun game to test where you're at because mm-hmm. um, a lot of times you know the FCS gets looked down at by a lot of people. But I mean, it's like a little you could prove that you, you should you can't play with these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really a much of a drop off in my opinion. Um, but like, it, those are games are fun because big stadiums, lot of, loud crowd, and go in and shock a lot of people. Yeah. You still have a causeway to come, but when you beat Davis on your home field to cap off 2019 run around with the division tie like what was that night like well i mean i wasn't too familiar with the rivalry but i mean we we, we packed the crowd so the game was really fun um davis is a good team um but we came out one mm-hmm. did what we expected to do i mean yeah, it was it was fun getting <laughs> that game from when you got here too especially going against troy taylor and his offense coach taylor i think about andy thompson always saying man i don't like playing against our offense what's it like lining up more so in camp and in practices kind of when coach is trying to trick it up a little bit i mean condition <laughs> that's the big thing you pull from yeah. it our offense we get so many plays in that's so fast well when we play teams during the season it's like oh we're not like we're not stressing to get on the ball and such so everything's a lot more slower to us and uh, i mean coach taylor does a great job of attacking defenses everywhere like yeah. from Left side all the way to the right side. Like he'll 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 attack each part, and um, it makes it easier when we play these teams, especially with us going against our scout team. Our scout team's really good, mm-hmm. so by the time we play our game on Saturday, we're really like well prepared and we're ready to take on the team. As a linebacker, you pretty much get every kind of play. You have a sack, you can get an interception, which you had early on. You get fumble recoveries, big tackles. What's what gives you the most enjoyment personally playing that position? Uh, Big hit? I mean, I'll say, I mean, linebacker, you're the leader of the defense, so, like, you got a lot of responsibilities and such. But um, I think just getting the ball back to our offense, because, I mean, our offense is really explosive, so it's always fun seeing them with the ball. But, like, anything, I mean, like you said, big hit, turnover, forced fumble. I mean, we all feed off each other. I mean, and it really gets the crowd going and it gets us going. But, like, any of them, honestly, it doesn't really matter. I've always thought about, I know you guys study and prep and you know films and and formations and setups. How often do you feel like you're locked in on what the other team is running pre-snap? Like, I've got a really good read of what they're trying to do before the snap. How often would you say? Oh, I mean, especially coming off our bye week right now. But, I mean, even a regular week, we get so prepared for each team, each coming up, um, breaking down tendencies, what they do with tightening on the ball, tightening off the ball, what they do here here. I mean, when it comes to the game, we, we're we locked in. Like yeah. We have a great great chance of what we want to do, and we know what's coming. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, so, I mean, we're, we're really well prepared yeah. from our coaching staff. How about last game you played? So you mentioned the bye week, but second half shutout defensively. I mean, you, that's a game where you guys helped win the game because you kept Idaho State at 21, and then the offense kind of did what they needed to do. How rewarding is a is that second half shutout? Yeah, I mean, we played a good, we played a good game a good game of defense. We could play a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, granted, we only gave it 14, but I feel like we could play so much better. Uh, but like you said, that second half shutout was huge. I mean, we knew we can do it. Like I said, we have a lot of confidence inside that room from D-line, linebackers, secondary. We all trust one another. But um, that was a huge part because that's the first first game of Big Sky play. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, now we're on. So Yeah. How about for you? Still season to go. Still titles and goals to, to chase. What, after this for you, what would you like to do? More football? Like, what do you, when you – you got more work to do this season, but what do you yeah. what do you vision after football this year? I uh, see where football ends up taking me at first, um, but besides that, I'm just living in the moment right now. Mm-hmm. Got we got a big game this week, yeah. Um, but mainly, I mean, I'm just focused on right now. I got to put the best our best foot forward on the field every game. Um, but as long as we execute, play as long as I play well, I know like my my abilities, I can go far. And I mean, we're excited. Yeah. I'm excited. What I've loved, and you said it earlier, football obviously is family, and it probably feels that way. You feel like you made the brotherhood with so many of these guys in the locker room that you'll have, whether it's at future weddings and like this is stuff like bonds for life. You feel like you've got that here? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, even I mean, offense and defense yeah. on both sides of the ball, even cross. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I love all my offense players. Um, yeah, I mean, you build great relationships with, with one another. Some people you never meet. We got people from Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's so funny just meeting everybody and then like how the bond you can build with somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. It looks like you guys are having fun and the bond seems seems really strong. So, do you have individual goals as the as the season continues? Yeah, I mean, I I came out when we had the Big Sky Media Day. Like, mm-hmm. I came out and said I was gonna be um I want to win the Big Sky MVP for defense. Mm-hmm. But take that further, All American. But mainly, my main thing is I want to win mm-hmm. and like individuals good and everything. But as long as I do my job, everybody does their job, we're going to win. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's the ultimate goal is to win. Win Big Sky, go to playoffs, and go win for that, try to go win that natty. Yeah. Besides stats, when you leave a game, road, home, Saturday night, and you think back, what what tells you you had a good game individually? Um, well, me, for linebackers, we're more of um, lining people up, getting people to call, mm-hmm. playing fast, uh, doing our responsibilities. For me, I look back at it, I break it down, I'm like, okay, how many points did we give up? What did I think of my play? I mean, the games, we, I mean, we beat um, Idaho State pretty well, and I'm, like, defense-wise, we played well, and I'm like, oh, I could do this so much better. But it's just always that wanting to improve. Like, I could, I always, so I'll watch film, and like, oh, I could do this so much better. So it's just like, each week, coming in and out, it's just more striving. Like, you can have a 20-tackle game, I still, oh, I could do this so much better. So, that's the best part about it. In the Big Sky so far in your time here, what's been your favorite location or favorite team to go to go play? I mean, don't Montana's e- coming up. That's pretty spectacular. Yeah, Montana's supposed to be really cool. Uh, Montana State was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went in there and beat them pretty good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's fun though, always to quiet a crowd. Um, I mean, I, I enjoy Idaho Stadium. Mm-hmm. All the domes are pretty cool, yeah. NAU. Um, if I would say, I would say Montana State away, but coming like – Big Sky teams that came to us. I would say Eastern Washington is always pretty fun. Mm. Just and, their style. Yeah, I mean, because they want to. They're they're like an explosive offense, mm-hmm. and we're I, like I think of ourselves as an explosive defense. Like 
we don't we don't stay stagnant and let you do what you want. We we attack you, yeah. and they're attacking us, so we're attacking them. So it's a fun game every time. So we're up in the booth. We can't tell exactly what's happened on the field, but I know there's talking. Who, who's you talking a lot during the game? Who's talking the most uh, defensively for you guys, or do you guys just play? <laughs> I mean, we play. We all have fun. We, yeah. we always be talking. I mean. TP's pretty funny. He's he, he goes pretty much all game, and I I'll hop in a couple of the times with them. Um, I mean, for the most part, we just play, but it's always fun to have those little chat against somebody's head real quick. Yeah, because I mean, it, it affects people. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'd say TP's probably the number one right now. Okay, and still kind of thinking of other things ahead. What would it mean? Well, you've seen the Eagles. Yeah. win a Super Bowl so how, how great oh, was yeah. that when that happened just a couple years ago yeah on top of the world right there <laughs> hey did, your NFL team wins yeah. on top of the world especially even week in week out yeah yeah I mean it's always a good time when you win but like when we won the Super Bowl I was on top of the world too <laughs> Were your, was your family happy for you if they were non-Eagle fans yeah my mom my mom's a Niner fan but I'd be okay. thinking she's an Eagles fan because she like she really likes I, I mean she supports all our teams but we played we played the Vikings that year yeah and that's my brother's team, but I felt like she was going for the Eagles. Okay, so. supporting you. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, my dad's Raider fan, so he's everywhere. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, I, as you look on then, just as the still chasing that ultimate goal, then you said national championship, big sky, yeah. personal awards, and I know it all goes fast. Does it feel like your time here has gone quickly too? Uh, or no? no? I mean, because I mean, that COVID, the COVID year. That was weird. Yeah, that, yeah. it was all messed up. But, um, I mean, I feel like it's been a good amount of time. I mean, I graduated, which is cool. That's awesome. So this year I've been really focusing on football. Um, Are you doing anything else but football? No, no, no. I'm in school still. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to we have to yeah. be in our units. But, um, yeah, so we're doing that more if I can really lock into football rather mm-hmm. than, like, worry about taking the upper classes. Sure. Um, nah, I'd say it's been the right amount of time. Yeah. Like, it seems like everything's supposed to be like this. I mean, the season, there's times where you're like, damn, we're already on week four. Mm-hmm. But then you look and I'm like, oh, I got seven games left, so. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, we don't really look too far in the head. I mean, we're just, we're focused on Southern Utah. Yeah, well, let's get one last thought there then. Southern Utah, uh, you probably looked at some film. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think of the Thunderbirds? Ah, uh, Southern Utah. I think they're a, good, a well-coached team. Um, their running schemes are unique. Um, what makes them unique? Just how much motion they do pre-snap. Uh, post-snap, too, they do a lot of moving. They'll move one side and go run away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their quarterback's smart. He's a good player. Um, they have a running back little committee, so you don't really know what you're going to get. They rotate them a lot. Yeah. Um, got a couple good receivers. Uh, O-line's good. Mm-hmm. O-line does a good job pass blocking and such. Um, I mean, so it's a challenge. Yeah, they're a good team. Every, yeah. Everybody in Big Sky is a good team. Yeah. So, and, and everybody presents different, um, op- like different, like tasks each mm-hmm. week. Yeah. So, what you see this week, we'll get something <laughs> completely different from Montana next yeah. week. Well, and it's also probably nice. That you guys have had a lot of road games. Finally, to be back home again. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, sure, we still got two Montana yeah. and Northern Colorado. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, personally, I don't mind. I love traveling, mm-hmm. especially playing different teams and such, yeah. and like experiencing the crowd, mm-hmm. the stadium. Um, I mean, yeah, it feels good to be home finally. Awesome. Well, Marcus, thank you so much. Good luck. Yeah, thank you. Hopefully you enjoyed that conversation. Thank you to Marcus Hawkins for joining us there. Uh, yeah, he gave us a little bit of an insight on Southern Utah and this week's opponent. I think naturally, I know I do this, but I, I bet a lot of you do as well, when you look at, okay, what's Southern Utah done? They're 0-2 in league and 1-4 and overall. Well, let me lay out how that played out, right? 
They opened at San Jose State, so they're playing up. They lost handily. Then they had to go to Arizona State in the Pac-12, lost that. So there's two games where you're getting money and opportunities, but they're 0-2. Came home, beat Tarleton State by 5, had to then go to play or hosted Eastern Washington, one of the undefeated teams we talked about earlier in the conference, and lost to them. And then last week, every opportunity to beat Portland State and just couldn't do it and lost 20-13, to a game that could have gone either way. But this is a team that the coaches and the media picked to finish near the bottom, 11th. That doesn't matter. Record right now doesn't matter. There's a lot of individually talented players on the Thunderbirds. Braxton Jones, the left tackle, is as good of a left tackle as there is in the league. Might be a guy that plays on Sundays. They protect the quarterback well. They do a lot of different shifting and motion and movement with the offense. So that could create tricks and different things and be deceptive. You know they're hungry for a win. And then even defensively, they're aggressive. And they've got some all-conference and all-American type players. So individual pieces for Southern Utah are better probably than the collective But you know on any given Saturday, right, anything can happen. So the Hornets are going to have to be on their game. And one other thing I'd like to see from Sacramento State as now we see this team get into game five is not only we've been talking about this getting the run game going, I want to see Elijah Dotson get going. He is a terrific running back. He's been utilized more as a receiver but hasn't really had any breakout rushing games yet for the Hornets. He's got a a decorated career as a two-time all-conference running back now in his senior year. So we know it's in him. He's beyond capable and just hope he has that uh, breakout game. And I was looking back at some things when the last time the Hornets played Southern Utah, you know, sometimes when you speak things into existence, they happen. Well, let's play a highlight of Dotson getting loose. Last time they played the Thunderbirds. He'll hand it off. He's to the 40, cuts back, stays on his feet, and Elijah Dotson takes it to the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Sacramento State. No flags, 49-yard touchdown, and the great season for Elijah Dotson continues. In the end of the day, it's just about winning, but individually I really would like to see Elijah Dotson start to thrive because I think if that happens, how much easier is that going to be for Asher O'Hara and Jake Dunaway and just the entirety of the offense, the best version of this team is when you've got Elijah Dotson cooking, and we just haven't seen that as of yet. All right, before we uh, wrap things up on this week's edition of our Stingers Up football podcast, again, thanks again to Marcus Hawkins for joining us. Wanted to give a little shout-out in and in a congratulatory message out there to one of our all-time favorite Hornets, DeAndre Carter. How about last weekend? Hopefully you guys had a chance to see that. And hear that, but he uh, or watch that, whatever the case may be, playing for the Washington football team, he returned a kickoff for a touchdown. His first career NFL touchdown. He becomes the fifth Hornet to ever score in the NFL. And congrats to him. DeAndre Carter is the first Hornet to do it on a kick return, kickoff return. Fred Amy, first time he ever touched the ball in the NFL, member of the Niners. Took a punt back for a score. That was an amazing moment. Damian Shelton had a great Hornet career. Also had a nice NFL career. Three touchdowns in his time as a fullback in the National Football League. Lorenzo Lynch, he also scored in the NFL. Had two pick sixes in the NFL. And then Todd Davis had a pick six for the Broncos. That was the last Hornet touchdown before DeAndre's last weekend. That happened back in uh, 2018. Uh, when uh, the Broncos took on Arizona. So congratulations to one of the great receivers and football players in Hornet history, DeAndre Carter, who's bounced around. He's grinding, found a home here for Washington football team and a return for a touchdown. That was pretty spectacular last week. 
But this weekend, it's the 19th matchup between Sacramento State and Southern Utah. Teams are 9-9 nine and nine against one another, and Southern Utah playing their final year in the Big Sky before they move on to the, the new WAC conference. So uh, see if the Hornets can go to 2-0 and in conference, go above 500 to 3-2, and two, and keep this season rolling in a positive direction. We'll recap it all next week, but we thank you so much for listening to another edition of the Stingers Up Sacramento State Hornet Football Podcast.